0: Welcome to episode nine of the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. I'm your host today, Charlotte Newman, and today I want to chat to you about the next two of our 12 vital ingredients, which are ensuring your business has enough funds and adequate cash flow, as well as ensuring you have robust financial planning and review processes in place. To help with this topic, I'm joined today by Emma White, a partner at A4G. Hi, Emma, how are you? Hi, I'm really well, thanks, Charlotte. Thanks so much for having me. This is a bit of a fond topic of mine, so... I know, that's why that's why we asked you on. <laughs> so I wanted just to kick off today's episode with reminding our listeners that cash management is a key component to a business's success because they need to generate a healthy cash flow just to survive and ensure they hold the right amount of cash to meet its immediate as well as long-term needs. So, Emma, what is the actual link or difference between profit and cash flow? Because it's a typical thing business owners tend to sometimes get muddled up with.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, as they say, turnovers vanity. Profit is sanity, but cash is king. Um, So, you know, and quite often people don't spend enough time really considering cash flow and how it impacts the business. So, you know, I think that goes right from, you know, when we all dream about setting up a business and think oh right okay well I'm going to raise my invoices and I'm going to set credit terms and everyone's going to pay me on those credit terms but also I'm going to be a really good customer and pay everyone on the credit terms they set Um, and I I think typically from the beginning as well there's a lot of things that people invest in and maybe don't consider that they need to hold some of that cash back for things like assets and maybe advanced stock Um, you know just, just all those bits that are just not part of necessarily the day-to-day but are required to help you generate a profit and I think quite often people look at their profit and loss maybe for the month and it says like this figure and they're like oh right that's like that's amazing but I don't have that cash like where is it and that is basically what your balance sheet tells you and I don't think people necessarily spend enough time maybe looking at their balance sheet or maybe trying to understand it but the balance sheet is really a collection of where all the cash is held and um, be that in like the, the top of it you sits your fixed assets which is like your vehicles and plant and machinery or IT equipment that is kind of you have to pay out for initially but then is held longer term. Um, Then you've got things like your debtors, maybe anything you need to pay in advance, so your prepayments, maybe your stock. You know, I think typically any businesses that are trading kind of overseas or importing goods from overseas, you know, like anything from China, you have to pay for before it's even made, let alone like the eight week delivery window where it basically sits on the water. So, you know, there's some really important factors for businesses to consider when looking at their cash flow. Um, And yeah, quite often I think it's the, where is all my cash gone? And it's like, well, in running
0: the business, in the working capital, well wow, fantastic and and you mentioned actually um the start of a business's journey but, but how does the cash flow needs of a business change throughout its life cycle because obviously at the beginning um if unless uh, an owner business owner actually has any money to inject. Usually day one starts with probably not a lot of cash. Um, But how does that change um, at the beginning? And maybe if they want to go into a growth position, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think depending on the stage in a business's life, like cash flow does completely change. And sometimes like the market Can completely change cash flow like if we're in a downturn or you know in a bit of a recession sometimes you i think the first thing that the business the the impact the business has is that you know your debtors take longer to pay but obviously you're still trying to pay everything kind of as requested on payment terms and that just makes your cash flow so much tighter so it is so important to constantly review um, like your cash flow cycle and how it's doing. Like we've got a really great little five minute cash flow tool that we use that just gives you a bit of an idea, a quick idea of what you should have set aside. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. If you're in a growth cycle of the business and we work with quite a lot of fast growing companies, it's always a real balance between how much cash needs to be left in the business to really fund growth but also the directors have a need to draw money to support their lifestyle and quite often you know when they've started the business they've been really light on that for a long time but then obviously there's a point where you want to earn the money that you would have earned at least as an employee if not if not more so it is always a bit of a balance and that's when you know sometimes if you are a growing business you should consider kind of how you use financing in the right way to kind of help support that growth of the business otherwise you can just find it a particularly stressful period I think particularly for the directors when you're constantly having to kind of manage on a really tight cash flow it can be really stressful
0: Yeah, definitely. And so by generating enough cash, like the business can then meet its everyday needs, which means they can avoid on taking debt or have a bit more control over activity, etc. However, sometimes the cash injection is actually needed, like you mentioned, for a growth, like a new project or a growth plan. But what ways can a business actually finance that growth then? Yeah, absolutely. Where there's lots of different types of finance and actually
1: um, I mean one of the one of the great things that's happening now with the markets is there's so many new kind of inventive ways of people lending finance so I think traditionally you know probably back in my parents generation it would have been a case of you approached your bank um, and you go for a business loan and that was kind of where you went but now you know and and you just get a business loan it would be a reasonably higher interest and you'd pay it back over over a period and almost like that was it. Whereas like now you can get all different types of finance. So you can, you know, kind of finance your asset purchases. You can look at securing kind of advanced cash injections based on your debtor book, um, you know, which is known as kind of invoice financing or kind of confidential factoring, where you know you agree with a finance house that they will advance you a certain amount of money on the point of invoice being raised just to help put some cash back into the cycle and then obviously they take their fees um at the point the invoice is paid but it just helps kind of that growth and keep kind of regular cash flowing through the business but there's there's all sorts of different things you can have you know you can have You know, your traditional loans, security on debtor books, security on assets, potentially funding on stock, secured against stock. Um, So there are there are all sorts of different things out there. The same as now, you know, if you were working with just one or you have one particular big customer that you're a little bit concerned of, you could finance just their invoicing um and there's some great insurance products that they kind of package up with stuff like that where you insure against your debtors going bad as well so you know i think it is really really important for businesses to constantly look at their cash flow as part of looking at their profitability and just consider what they're going to be doing in the future as you say like if there's if they're planning a big purchase of an asset you've got to plan that in your cash flow the same as like a growth or maybe like you know, going into a new area, um, it's it's always worth trying to crunch the numbers a bit, and that's something that we can help people with. Um, and you almost want a worst case scenario plan, a best case scenario plan, and then consider what you need um, in all the variations in the middle. Um, so sometimes it is, you know, it's not an exact science because there's so many different factors to sort of new projects and growth. But it's just that regular review. I can't stress enough how important that is.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the really key thing. And I think letting people know that it's not just the case of, you you know, basic lending now is going to a bank. Actually, there's lots more creative ways and actually more probably, you know, you know, real life ways that um, people can get um, finance into the business. From, but from a p- basic perspective, how could a business owner maybe use their like effective credit control procedures to actually aid their cash flow issues or avoid future problems or sort of at a basic level?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think quite often it's, oh, I've got a cash flow issue, let's look for finance, rather than necessarily look at the way the business is operating. And I think it's it's one of those things, isn't it, that, that actually it starts right from the minute you start work for any of customers or you know whenever you're that's effectively when that sale starts but the cash flow obviously you can't get paid for an invoice that isn't raised so it's always really important to just think about that whole journey you know what are you what type of service or product are you providing and what you know, what point are you going to get paid for the, these things? So, you know, for example, you know, if you were doing um, you know, work for a client that was going to last over two months, you know, that you're you've got two months before you're even going to raise an invoice necessarily. Yeah. And then obviously you're going to have payment terms on the back of that. So you've got to consider that whole cycle and think about right, what can you do just to nudge things forward a little bit? Like if you're paying out for materials for a job, then you know, I mean, I don't see anything wrong in asking for a deposit from your customers. You know, I think if you're open and transparent with people, you know, they they understand. And if they're going to pay for that work over time anyway, for them to cover certain bits in advance, it helps everyone. And I think people kind of appreciate that now. But it is it is looking at those things. You know, do you are you paying for 40 percent of your, you know, project potentially or your work up front if so like should you be asking for a deposit if if not how quickly can you raise that invoice you know you should be raising that invoice the minute that work is completed not oh well we'll just wait till the end of the month when maybe good old Doris that does the invoicing um has time for it like you know these things that then has a delay on that maybe Doris is off sick um you know these things could all have a huge impact. And that's almost like the free cash flow that you can find within your business just by making a few tweaks, you know, maybe change your payment terms to 15 days. Um, not because you necessarily expect to get paid by everyone on 15 days, but it means that actually on day 30, you can then start chasing for that money, you know? So it's just considering all those bits and pieces and there's some, and, and, and having a robust plan, I think around, your debtor management as well, you know, making sure you are chasing those debts. You're not just letting some debtors fester until you're short on cash and then you're ringing round in like an emergency situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. it is
1: keeping on top of these things, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that's, I mean, that's one of the one of the vital ingredients is key, having key financial planning in place, robust review processes, and having one for debtors and one for cash is part of that. Um, can you just explain to us what is a key performance indicator or KPI then in respect to financial planning?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you, I mean, you could look at your debtor days, which, you know, is it's just something that is really useful to see what your average debtor days are. So that's something we can help clients work on as part of like a monthly reporting system. But also you could look at cash collection in a month or a week, you know, to I think particularly if you've got someone in finance and. Um, To put a few of these things in place to be able to monitor their performance makes it much easier for you to monitor their performance and it gives you something to have a conversation around rather than I think you might be doing a bad job um, or cash is low. You know, you can start monitoring these things at a regular basis and they give you the whole point of key performance indicators is they show you a really easy number that you can monitor over time and. If you've got, if you know your pattern and you know where they should be sitting or where you're aiming for them to sit, you know, maybe your debtor days is 40 days on average. Mm. If you start seeing it go to 41, 42, you know to take action before it ends up at 60. You know, they're they're like really early indications. So debtor days, cash collection, um, you know, just simple things like monitoring, you know, cash at bank is Mm. it you know they're just not nice little easy indicators that you know you need to jump on something because i think it's quite hard as a business owner sometimes you are um you've got a lot of hats to wear yep so these are just the things that make it easy for you to know kind of where to give your attention to i guess
0: yeah and, and i think that's really important because you could probably have hundreds of these KPIs floating around but it's what sort of KPIs might a business actually consider bringing into their financial review process for like day-to-day trading almost like what would you recommend would be the core basics that every business owner should know or have you know coming out of their um, system you know on a regular basis I mean absolutely so one of the ones we work with clients on is kind of annual
1: daily turnover which is quite a useful one to see your day-to-day turnover. And especially if you know it from your break-even, like what you need to do on a daily basis, like that monitoring is quite important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then obviously there's gross profit, which again, that's, that's just an early indication as to whether your costs of sale, um, so your costs of delivering those sales is going up and, and maybe You know, you need to consider a price increase. Then you've got your net profit. I think people often think, well, what are they? But your profit is, that's your net profit before tax. Mm -hmm. And then potentially, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily build in what you're drawing from the business into these calculations. And we should. Because actually, as a business owner, what you draw is quite essential to the business. But again, there's work in progress calculations. So you can calculate your number of days that your cash is tied up for, like your working capital cycle, monitoring things like that. But debtor days, creditor days, you know, gross profit, net profit, turnover by the day are, are absolutely vital.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what warning signs then can be? business owners look out for and what procedures could they maybe put in place for when reviewing the figures so obviously we've mentioned potential cash flow problems but what sort of what warning signs might flash out at them
1: yeah absolutely well I think mo- like a downward trend in anything is something that you know you wouldn't necessarily jump on like first month but I think it's a good indication that actually you do need to see it regularly every month you know you don't the worst thing that could happen is you get to the year end and your you know gross profit net profit debtor days have shifted by you know a reasonable margin over a period without you noticing which is why you know these having these regular reporting stats to whatever is most important for your business you know um having those few things is is really important and spotting downward trends but also i think it's having those conversations sometimes with people within your business is you know that they give you the the kind of i mean we refer to it internally as kind of turning over rocks they give you the indication of right hang on a minute gross profit is going down 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 let's just turn over some rocks let's have a look at you know how purchase invoices are being approved or have the cost of products gone up that you you know you need to consider either your pricing system um, or conversations with your suppliers or you know they they just give you that little key to be able to start having a look at if there is a problem that you need to be aware of um, and some KPIs aren't necessarily part of the accounts they might be before that like you might be setting sales targets that you need to monitor because actually that is the pipeline to kind of the turnover figure on your set of accounts so it really is i suppose as an owner manager deciding what is most important to you um, and what you think is key to your success and but also having some of these other financial indicators in place that mean you don't necessarily turn a blind eye to reduction in profit that's going to then you know profit turns into cash flow so a reduction in profit reduces the cash available to the business so you know it is having those indicators on board and actually tackling them as they come up
0: yeah and that's really interesting actually because i think when we talk about kpis i think it's quite easy to to find and think about the financial KPIs and assuming everyone's you know figures are up to date and their management accounts are being produced regularly um actually those are quite easy to to actually access but it's maybe those sort of non financial KPIs the the KPIs that actually look at the true businesses sort of, you know, growth and success, even if it's just like conversions from lead to a sale, which we, you know, we touch on on another um, episode, or, you know, anything that they need to um, focus on in certain areas, actually thinking about your KPIs and your Reporting as a bigger, a bigger picture. So I think that's where the management accounts come in, um, Emma. So what what are management accounts, and how important is it to have both accurate and up to date management accounts in this whole financial planning process? Yeah, I'm absolutely sure. I mean, uh,
1: if people have heard me speak before, um, I actually think management accounts are far more important than year end accounts. If it was if it was up to me, we did we just scrapped annual accounting a long time ago and that is the plans with um, making tax digital is that quarterly accounting will become kind of the norm at the very minimum and and the reason i think that's so important is because it's it's based on kind of live current data that you can actually influence whereas you know your annual accounts are this historic story about your business whereas you know management accounts are they they are i suppose bite size <laughs> a bite-sized version of your of your your annual accounts really but they give you what's going on in the month or quarter you know I always think if you haven't got management accounts start with quarterly you get a bit addicted to quarterly I think most of our clients will say and then you work towards monthly but it's important to it's just looking at you know the current period in time what is happening You know, and it gives you the management accounts. We would always have your profit and loss, which is your income versus your expenses for that period. You know, so they even out things like if you've paid your insurance up front for 12 months in your management accounts, say it was a quarter, we'd only account for one quarter of those insurance of that insurance payment because it gives you an accurate indication about you know what it's cost to do that quarter's work and it's all things like that that get ironed out in your management accounts as part of the process but it's you know it's live it's something that you can influence quickly to avoid long-term problems really or just having too many battles to fight sometimes you know having regular monthly or quarterly information allows you to tackle things on a regular basis and just not get into too much of a pickle really
0: yeah definitely and I think the the key thing is the year ends accounts you know used to be quite valuable but they're very they're outdated by the time your year ends passed and then you've tidied up your bookkeeping and then your accountant's done your set of accounts actually gone and you're looking at you're reviewing figures although it's good to look back and it's good to see how you know what you did that well that year or what you've you know what you've got planning up actually it doesn't give you any opportunity to make quick decisions and I think that's what I like about management accounts is that if you're looking at even you know quarterly what happened last quarter what's you know what have we got planned for this quarter are we on target for our sales budget you know how are we doing for staffing you know we don't we're not making those decisions you know in the past we're actually making them a month after the quarter has finished and we can actually make quicker easier decisions about moving our business in the direction we want to take it but how important is it obviously that business owners actually understand that these what figures that are produced from the management house and really get to almost have a bit of training a bit of knowledge understanding um, from their accountants about what they mean and how that they can use that to take their business where they want it to go. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Charlotte. Well, part of what we produce as management accounts is actually more than you
1: produce at year end, Mm. which sounds bizarre. But actually, you know, we have the profit and loss and the balance sheet, which are the same. But for our profit and loss report, we use a a report we call the prior year report um, or the prior period report. And it basically shows, you know, maybe maybe the current quarter compared to the same quarter last year. Which is which is really useful information for business to know how you're doing compared to the year before. Um, or potentially, you know, if it was monthly, it might be that we'll, we'll compare this January to the last four Januaries. You know, you can do that type of stuff with the management reporting and show the progress you're making um, and just assess, you know, what's what's up, what's down. Um which is, oh, you know, I think that's 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 much more interesting than the annual accounts. And the same with the balance sheet. We'd show the balance sheet movement. And the balance sheet movement actually shows you where your cash has gone. You know, so if you've increased your assets by £10,000, it's like, oh, okay, that's where £10,000 of the cash has gone. Oh, okay, debtors haven't paid as quickly. We've got an extra £20,000 tied up in debtors, you know, potentially. So that you know the balance sheet movement report is quite telling as well and it helps you understand where your cash has gone but also we'd look at things like this is your debtor list like this is your creditor list like you know are there things on there that need to be addressed and then Part of what we help clients build is that KPI key performance kind of dashboard, you know, pick your top five most important things and build that into your management reporting. So you've got kind of a suite of information that you can look at, but it's it's more current. So you're more likely to understand it. But also it gives you a bit of extra information that the annual accounts don't necessarily provide. Which I th- you know, I think is really helpful. But we're always happy to talk to people about what do these figures mean.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the key, isn't it? You're talking about it being current and yeah, trying to remember what we did last January is almost impossible. But knowing what we did two months ago, we can all probably instantly pinpoint up oh, that we had that issue with that customer or we had that delay on the import. Whatever it is, you're more likely to remember it and therefore can actually interpret those figures with a different viewpoint. So obviously our listeners are probably hopefully aware that tracking our spend is probably one of the most important steps in financial planning and review because it's the one you mainly have the most control over Um, because obviously you know although you can influence you know sales and you can influence customers paying you you can't sort of enforce that but you do have a lot of control over over your spending and you can ensure you have the most impact on your financial situation so Do you have any practical advice or tools maybe our listeners could use to either start tracking their spending or better monitor this area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of our businesses that actually have kind of management accounts in place and are regularly reviewing these things, they are using cloud accounting software. Um, Our recommendation is zero because it feeds in with the bank feed and you can get some really good reports from all of that. And it just makes the whole process a bit more live. Um, so, you know, to have a cloud accounting system that brings your bank in is really, really important, along with designing like what they call is like the dashboard, which is like the face of the finance package to highlight some of these key, key things to you as a business owner. And then we've got like a five minute cash flow tool that. You know, it's really easy to use, but it just helps you plan also for some of those unseen things like all the tax bills and the tax payments and maybe things that come up quarterly, like your rent or your VAT and start kind of forecasting what sort of money you need on a regular basis. So that helps you understand your trends, Mm -hmm. because I think most of my clients would tend to say, you know, January is a bad cash flow month just because December is a short trading month. And there's, you know, Christmas, so everyone, I think, personally spends a lot more money. And January is just slow payment because I think it takes a while for everyone to get back into the new year. Um, So, you know, it's good to know that sometimes rather than panic over things that are not necessary.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, finally, before we wrap up, do you have any last pieces of practical advice for our listeners on ensuring they have the adequate cash flow and financial planning review procedures in place? i mean i suppose the thing
1: i would say is talk to your accountant more i mean definitely the clients that talk to us more about these things um you know get more support in how to put some of these these tools in place but also please 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 do review your financials on a much more regular basis than your year end um i feel like it's kind of criminal now to just look at year end um but i think also like Control the things that are in your control, Uh, you know, do regularly review your your sales cycle and your payment cycle and consider, you know, are you paying things too quickly? Are you not invoicing quick enough? These are all the things that you've got a bit more control over. Um, so a regular review of those along with your costing is really important oh amazing emma thank you so much for all of that thank you for joining us thank you for having me but i'm always happy to talk to anyone about about kind of getting it getting it right internally
0: so that it works business. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant, Emma. Some some great um takeaways. Hopefully for everyone out there. Well, next week we'll be discussing how to create your best sales and marketing strategy, as well as developing a robust customer service offering to find and retain those loyal and good quality customers. So please email them uh, any questions that you have on this area over to inquiries at a4g-llp.co.uk. In the meantime, head to our social media at a4g chartered accountants, where we're providing a lot more guidance on this area and many others. Alternatively, check out our website www a4g-llp.co.uk, which is full of free tools, guidance, and plenty of food for thought to help support you with running your successful business. I've been your host, Charlotte, and this is Let's Get Down to Business.